Rita. And who are we? That's one secret we always tell. I'm Marissa. And I'm Anna. We are the Upper East Podcasters. A Gossip Girl Recap. Wakey, wakey, Upper East subscribers. <laughs> Your very own Gossip Girls. Yes. How are you, Marissa? Are you well? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. What are you, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I don't have a drink. Oh, I've got some beer in the fridge, actually. Right. Run down and get some beer immediately. This podcast is, involves drinking. Go, run, <laughs> off your pop. <laughs> is that a uh, little Prosecco? I've got a little Prosecco on the go. Yeah. You know, only, only glamour for <laughs> for a Wednesday night Gossip Girl recapping. Nice. Uh, Okay, so welcome to episode five of the Upper East Podcasters, a Gossip Girl recap. Daredevil. Daredevil, yes. So this is a Gossip Girl recap podcast. So if you're just listening, this is episode five. You can go back, you can listen to one, two, three, and four. We are going to be recapping every single episode from the beginning to the very end of Gossip Girl whilst drinking wine and um, chatting shit about it, really, aren't we, Marissa? Yeah, basically, having a giggle, having a laugh. (laughs) having a giggle um (laughs) so yeah i think it's fair to say there'll be some spoilers in every single episode but um only of the episode that we are discussing and prior ones so if you haven't watched the first five episodes of gossip girl and i suggest you go back and i really do encourage people who are listening to this even if you know gossip girl really well to to watch along with us because i did not remember any of this have you i'm watching episode five thinking I don't remember any of this happening. Do you? Yeah, same, same. There are so many things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Like the big bits I remember, mm. but I couldn't tell you what season they're in. So it's always a nice, it's always a nice surprise when you watching I, them. Properly. I struggle to remember who's dating who. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's a bit of couple swapping, but that's, that's what happens in a teen drama, isn't it? So <laughs> we can forgive yeah. them for that. So this is episode five, Daredevil. Last episode, we were... Well, we were introduced a bit more to Blair's mom. She had a shoot that ultimately ended up excluding Blair and favouring Serena. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan misjudged Serena again. (laughs) Again. And they were nearly going to go on a date. Again. God, I know. Date is finally on the cards for this episode. Uh, Nate lost all of his money. (laughs) Yeah, but Uh, Nate isn't in this episode. Nate and Chuck are not in this episode at all. No. Yeah. So nice little break, maybe. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the only season where actors, main cast members, will disappear from time to time in episodes. I think I've said that before, but mm. yeah, but they're not in this episode. So Nate's money problems. We'll have to wait until next episode, I imagine. Mm. Well, I mean, no, we know that he's he, we know that he's closing down his yacht or something with his family. That's all we know. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 some um, yacht season and he's got to help close it you know I don't know what that means I imagine it's a party on a yacht (laughs) that's Um, all so yeah and we were also left with Blair bonding a little bit with Dan um, and a date is finally on the cards yes and just Serena and Blair are kind of buddies again aren't they they're kind of yes for the time being (laughs) yes (laughs) so the opening scene Blair preparing for the annual sleepover or soiree as she calls it um yeah the the event of the year (laughs) the the amount of work going into this sleepover (laughs) reminds me of you know like a fashion shoot or a big on like marketing campaign there's clothes rails there are individual beds like what happened to just getting all the sofa getting not all the sofas but the sofa cushions and putting on the floor and piling up like that those are my sleepovers yeah, a sleeping bag, sharing a sleeping bag. Yeah, sleeping bags. And they've got literally their own beds and pyjamas provided for them, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a very posh sleepover indeed. And the weird bit, you see this one of the, one of the help, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. who just, just kind of with his face pressed against the bed, making sure that it's all, all, all crease free. Yeah, like a hotel. Creepy. <laughs> Um, but yes, it's um, it's a soiree, as Blair says. <laughs> Sleepover is so sophomore year. <laughs> oh no! Um, and it's the most important night of the fall. So yeah, no Nate, no Chuck, just the girls and Dan, pretty much. Um, 
the next scene, so we, we, we see Blair getting ready for the sleepover. We know that Serena might not be there because they're bound to freaking clash with the date of, of the date of the freaking series that we keep <laughs> waiting to happen. It's episode five. Um, and then we see the next scene with Dan and Rufus in the gallery. And Dan, Dan has a piggy bank. Of course, Dan has a piggy bank. A, nin- a Ninja Mutant Turtle piggy bank i noted it's a what i didn't notice this say that again i'm sure i'm sure it's, it's a ninja mutant turtle piggy bank because he's only 18 in the show i imagine he's 17 <laughs> he's 17 oh 17 oh yeah probably maybe should have grown out of that but we won't judge him <laughs> well he goes to see his dad rufus mm. um at some point that jingle's gonna have to come in this episode and Obviously. He goes to visit his dad in the gallery, brings this massive mammoth bag of change, like a big bag of pennies, cents that he's been saving. And I've put down here in my note, since they met in sixth grade, he's been saving for this date. <laughs> he probably has. He seems like the kind of person that would definitely do that. But either way, like, I'm just so happy for him. It's finally happening. And he, and oh, he wants it to be perfect, doesn't he? Because, you know, he's put on a pedestal for so long. So that's, he thinks that she deserves everything, which is quite nice. And he was acting so cool. He was acting so cool in episode four as well. I thought we had this new cool down. And now he's just like, this is a date for Serena Vanderwoodson. And it can't just be any old date oh yeah you can't you can't just take her to the movies which in my humble opinion is a terrible choice for a first date anyway because you know you can't talk but mm-hmm. yeah. he thinks he's he's really got a he thinks he's got to up his game and he thinks he's got to be a bit more like her yeah for her to like him and dan you don't have to do that i mean pen badgley is pretty hot isn't he I've been watching you again and i i can so see the fandom thing of it's actually dan humphrey in the future <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? There's a few moments in this in this um, episode. I think it's because I'm practicing both yeah. at the same time. I'm like, I don't know, like where Dan Humphrey bit like, ends and the you character begins. But yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, his dad is withholding this check from his ex-wife and is kind of saying, "Oh, I'm going to go and deliver it in person." And for some reason, Dan's like, "Oh no, she doesn't like surprises." Um, you know, trying discouraging him from doing it. Oh yeah, he, he he's like no, it's a bad idea. And remember, remember her. <laughs> I wrote it down. Remember her surprise thirtieth birthday with the clown and the llama, which, by the way, sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to know that story. That sounds amazing. I want to know that story. Or do you think the writers were like, oh, let's just choose something really random, and then another thing that's really random, and just create some mystery about it? But mm. that sounds like a party that I would want to go to. Me too. I love llamas. Oh, okay. Clowns always Any- great. Any listeners fancy putting together uh, some fa- a fan fiction of what that story is of Dan's <laughs> mum's 30th birthday with the clown and the llama, let us know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, the next scene we're at the school and Serena is quizzing Jenny, aka Little J, about Dan's date choice. And to be fair to Dan now, actually, I know we, just, we, we were just saying, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to you know, do these big crazy dates. When she is listing the things that she's like, could it be this? Could it be that? I'm like, what, what are you expecting for a first date from a seven-year-old? Yeah, I know, like man, manage your expectations, hon. <laughs> are we going to a secret club to see the best unsigned band in Brooklyn? A guerrilla art exhibit in Dumbo? Or oh, isn't the New York Film Festival's on? Like, wow, I expect. What was your first, can you remember your first date like around that age, 17, a first date with a boy where he might have taken you? Uh... No, I do really. I mm-hmm. it was probably like a meal at Blue Water or something like that. Which um, anybody who is outside of the UK is just a really, really big shopping centre. You know, like a mall, a shopping mall. <laughs> Taking you to the mall. Taking you to the mall. <laughs> Let's go to the mall. <laughs> my coolest. But, yeah, just I'm trying to think what just my coolest... a meal there. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think what my coolest first date might have been. I think that. I mean, at that age, it's never going to be great is it i think i, know, oh, I, rem- right? I do remember somebody somebody inviting me as a first date to watch him star in, as romeo in romeo and juliet a little a little <laughs> no way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know I, who you're talking about as well <laughs> a little community 
kind of theatre thing. Oh, was it little? Was it a little Amdram thing? Oh, that's really nice actually. Yeah, but, yeah, but it was the punk version as well. So he was. He had oh. like I remember he had like big red like mohawk and and a leather jacket. <laughs> um, playing Romeo. That's quite... and it, yeah, and it, his parents were there. <laughs> oh my god! Did you meet them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That happened. But we did have our first kiss on the stage after everyone had left. I thought. Oh, right. I was going to say, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. But In yeah, other than that, there were certainly no secret clubs to go and see the best unsigned bands or guerrilla art exhibits or freaking film festival tickets. But I, I 100% see where Serena is coming from, like quizzing little, quizzing little Jay, because... It, Dan's keeping it as a surprise and I think that's a terrible idea again oh, I, it's, I agree it's a first date let alone when you've maybe when you've known each other for a few years or something like that but she her main thing is I don't know how to dress for a surprise and <laughs> yeah and that's where we are the same person Anna because I know that you would hate dressing for a surprise I hate surprises full stop I can't I can't stand them and actually re- weirdly is this scene happened straight away after Dan's telling his dad not to surprise his mom, but yet he's doing the same thing in the next scene with Serena. She she does tell Serena, um, just go casual with jeans and a t-shirt. Well, that is my best worst advice of the week. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite, it's the best worst advice of the week. It's the best worst advice of the week. Why is that bad advice? Well, I know that we normally do it with parents. Normally the parents, I think, will be giving the best worst advice of the week on Mm -hmm. this podcast, which is one of our segments. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I figured this this episode she she does very very strongly say you know jeans and a t-shirt should be okay you know every friday's casual friday for the humphrey men or something like that um and of course it doesn't pan out too well does it the old the old jeans and t-shirt look so that is my best worst advice of the week it's the best worst advice of the week and then eric calls Mm. who's leaving the Ostroff Centre for a weekend. Yay, finally. Or so he thinks. I've put here on yeah. my notes as well. Eric is calling from the place he's being held in against his will because he tried to commit suicide, but that's not important. The first <laughs> thing he has to ask, of course, is any news on where Dan is taking him tonight? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true. I didn't even think of that. That's so bad, isn't it? You, Marissa, are becoming immune to the teen drama. <laughs> we are. It's a really quick phone call, isn't it? But then after that, they bump into Blair, who is like, oh, great. Eric's coming in for the weekend. So Eric and your mum can catch up and you can come to the sleepover. Brilliant. And then Serena tells her, oh, you know, she can't go. Oh, bit orcs. She, um... yeah, I can't go. I've got this da- date with Dan. And then <laughs> Blair says one of the best things. I'm not a stop along the way. I'm the destination. Which <laughs> you've got to admire, you know, that. Um, really, like haven't that. you? I do like that. I have to yeah. say, when this first happened, she's like, but I've got my sleepover tonight. I was like going, no, they have to have this date. God damn it. This episode five. They will go on a date. <laughs> One way or another, they are going on a freaking date. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to enjoy it and they're going to have fun. <laughs> well, I, I noted on this bit, right, that when she says, um, when Blair says... <clears throat> which is quite toxic in her response to Serena saying, actually, I'm busy. She's like, there should be nothing else in the calendar when there's a Waldorf soiree or something. Um, I know. It's really, it's a bit intense, isn't it? Very intense. And she kind of goes, the plan is Dan. Um, You know, the guy that you realize is actually a human being and worthy of your time and attention. And then she turns to Jenny for some reason and says, no offense. I know. And Jenny's like, oh, no, that's okay. I don't understand. Jenny, grow a backbone for fuck's sake! It's not even that though. I don't understand why they why it's no offense. Like I almost feel like saying no offense made it offensive. It's almost like she's saying the guy you realize is actually a human being and worthy of time and attention. Oh, no offense, Jenny. Meaning you're not. (laughs) You're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Actually, I just thought it was a bit weird. I don't know. Anyway, the date's finally going ahead. Why do people keep trying to stop them? It's happening. It's going. Um, and of course, that leaves. A that gap. leaves. Well, because Blair does basically, she does say, you know, to Serena, if you don't come, I'll replace you. And then she, <laughs> the waiting list. 
<laughs> she's like, get, get the list. But she doesn't need the list because Jenny's there already. And there's, it's so weird. There's something about the way that Blair looks at Jenny. Like she's like, it's really predatory. She's like, like she's going to oh. groom her. Yeah, it really is a bit like that. You can see there's something like really manipulative going on there. It's really weird. Jenny's obviously, you know, so happy to come. This is probably her first invite. And they start taking bets on how long she's going to last at the sleepover, which doesn't seem like it's a nice girly sleepover with popcorn and scary films. Let's make it a sleepover she'll never forget. <laughs> Sounds like, like the start of a serial killer film, doesn't it? <laughs> So the date is definitely going ahead. Dan is absolutely going to be picking up Serena. Serena's going to be ready to wearing a freaking t-shirt and jeans as per his little sister's advice. Yeah, she's... Uh, the best worst advice of the week. But before <laughs> this happens, we find out that Eric is not going to come home after all. He has been told that he should stay at the Ostrov mm-hmm. Centre by his mom, which is uh, a bit sad, really. And he's, he's, quite, he's quite pissed at her, isn't he? And she storms off. Yeah, quite rightly, he's pissed at her. Mm. But anyway, finally, the date. The most important thing. <laughs> Way more important than, than poor little Eric. Oh my God, far more important than teen suicide attempts and being yes. stuck in a rehab centre because that doesn't matter. Let's go straight to, um, well, certainly didn't matter to the writers of Gossip Girl <laughs> enough to give him a proper backstory. <laughs> um, yeah. Dan and Serena. Uh, so Dan turns up to pick up Serena. She dressed way too cash. She is, she's underdressed and he is overdressed. Which, well, you know, I'm, I do classic. hope. Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. I do hope, um, I do hope, Marissa, that we're going to do a fashion segment about Dan's suit. Oh, not Dan's suit. Dan's suit didn't get mentioned. Oh, my God. I thought that suit was so bad. Really? It was just a really boring oversized suit. Like, yeah, but he's wearing a weird patterned shirt with it. Yeah, but most guys do, though, don't they? A patterned shirt I liked it. with a black suit. Mm, I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. we are doing a fashion segment at the end of the podcast where you will hear... Mm-hmm. Marissa's best and worst outfits of the week. So yes. stay tuned for that. Um, but Serena realizes she's underdressed. And actually, I did think that considering he wants to impress her and woo her, that when you answer, when somebody answers the door to you and you're taking them out for a day, hint to any men listening, I doubt there are many. Um, mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, uh, is that what you're wearing? Or is, uh, am, I, am I here too early? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you're wearing? Well, yeah, well, I'm here. Oh, it's like I'm literally here. Like I can't go home and get changed. What do you want me to do? <laughs> well, she says I am going to get changed. Oh, I'm just running late. Talk to me while I change because that's not weird. Um, I know. And he has a little, he has a cute little, actually it's not cute at all really, is it? But he has a little perv sesh. This is where I was like, he could be the character from you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Just he's staring at her. I know, through, through, crack, through a crack in the door. But luckily, he's interrupted by Lily, who mm-hmm. immediately meets him with another insult, pretty much. I, I don't even know what Dan said to her, but she was like, oh, it makes jokes. Cute. Well, before that, she comes in and she's like, Dan, does Serena know you're here? I was like, oh, oh no. yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's just, he's just made, like broken into your home and now watching Serena get undressed. Um, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I noticed that Serena's really moaning about the fact that she lives in a hotel because she's just like, oh my God, all of the familiar decor. Uh, it really, it really grates on you after a while. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a secret experiment. And to be fair to Danny goes, well, most kind of government experiments don't involve plastic. Plasma, plasma TVs and maid service. And... I know. I wonder if she would have the same feeling if she were to stay in an Ibis or something like that. And I mean, like, live in an Ibis. <laughs> stay in, like, a Best Western or something. Yeah, like a really, really plain hotel with, with you know, no Wi-Fi, oh. you know, a grubby little kettle in the corner. You know, then she would suffer, I think. But, yeah. yeah. He does make a little where joke. she's staying. He does make a little joke, doesn't he? He goes, oh, at least I think it's Serena. She's this high, it's blonde hair. And that's when that's when Lily's like, yeah, it makes jokes. Cute. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, poor Dan. Just give, give the guy a 
break. Well, mm. actually, she does kind of give him a break because she's like, oh, so, you know, where are you going? And he's trying to make jokes. He's in a walking tour of New York underground. Visit my friends, the mole people. They're great, but we only get left. Out. I thought that was quite funny that he's playing. Yeah, same. Type. Same. And I think Lily softens everything so slightly in this scene because when Serena changes her mum gives her like a new bag that she just because Lily's been shopping obviously high society lady well I mean it's really hard for her isn't it keeping her son locked up in a a rehab center so she probably did need to go and do all that shopping to be fair yeah I agree I agree bit of retail therapy yeah (laughs) while your son is in actual therapy but whatever (laughs) (laughs) but she gives Serena this this bag to, to wear which I think is like I said, a little a little sign of approval for mm. for the mm. dates um and well, not before she does that classic mum thing of you're not wearing that with that are you oh my god such a classic mum thing like mom leave me alone <laughs> oh well, we know my, that's exactly what my mum would do are you are you wearing that no. <laughs> see my mum would be a little bit different she would be like oh you look nice you're not going to wear those shoes that, you know, those red ones that match this, you know, because my mum likes matchy matchy things, doesn't she? So, Oh, at least she's trying not to make it obvious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But yeah, he kind of does say as well, he says, I really like your daughter. And that's when, you know, the door, bedroom door flies open. Serena's transformed into a perfect glamorous model-like figure um, with Mm -hmm. a dress that I'm sure Marissa will talk about a bit later on. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you better believe it. (laughs) Uh, and yeah gets the bag and off they go the part I I noticed as well that Lily says is she's like home by (laughs) 1am bonus points for 12.45 now if I had a 1am curfew at 17 I would have been so chuffed I know I don't know who's letting their 17 year old out till then anyway well I don't know I'm not a parent but anyway but we should also mention as well that Lily lies to Serena about where Eric is Mm. about him not coming home for the weekend, which is... Well, she doesn't lie about good. where he is. She says, why? Oh, he was tired. He's staying there. That's it. But still a lie. Mm-hmm. Serena doesn't care for that long, though, because she goes off for the date with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. She's like, okay, yeah, cool. Anyway, I'm off. <laughs> Gotta yeah, go. Yeah. Right. Now, I cannot... I, I cannot get over the next scene. I, I, this scene I, is I amazing. I don't cringe that that much at this stuff a gossip girl because it's you know it's all slightly cringy um and teen dramery and fun but this scene made me just curl up in a ball and want to die mm-hmm. the vespa scene yeah the vespa what scene like what she just sees a vespa on the street and assumes that it's dance and it's for her as well yeah she's like oh it's so cool i learned how to drive one in italy i'm like oh did you serena did you really lucky you she says mom won't let me learn how to drive because she says that's what drivers are for <laughs> oh my god wow well obviously we know it's not a vespa it's actually a limo that Mm. turns up behind her and if i was serena i would have just made a joke about it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i would have been like they both could have had a laugh oh my god what an idiot am i i know or i would have just said oh i'm actually you know what um oh i'm actually really scared of of vespers and and you know uh, uh, i was just faking that enthusiasm because i really thought this was for me you know i would have just yeah i would have made a joke about it and hopefully set you off on a better foot and then the date kind of what well, it starts as it means to go on doesn't it it's 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 a really expensive meal isn't it in a, in a place where dan has probably never eaten in and serena eats in all the time i'm guessing but it looks really boring and old and i've i've been on a date like that not a first date but i went on a date like that it looked yeah oh look my bad. god i think i know what date you're talking about was this when you went to the ritz yeah yeah now no shout i feel like this needs a bit of context <laughs> so my boyfriend at the time oh, i bet he freaking loved it didn't he but he loved the ritz i can so imagine that yeah he so my boyfriend at the time got me you know one of those like package deals on lastminute.com where you get a cin- um so not a cinema ticket a theater ticket and a, and a meal in a really really posh hotel all for 50 quid or whatever. So that was it. And the meal was in the Ritz. And it, I'm sure it was a very nice meal, but it was just was not me. It was, we were taken into this huge room. And it was, the only way I can describe it was like eating in a library. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was so quiet. There were, it was massive. And there were 
four other big tables around us and two or three people eating on them. But even then, there was just no atmosphere. And I felt genuinely scared to talk to him because I was like, this is so quiet. Like, I feel like we should just be eating in silence. So I feel Dan's pain, definitely. Mm. Well, it was his choice. He chose to take her there. I know. I don't know why he chose this place because he can't even afford the food. Well, I think he underestimates Serena's expensive taste because he's ordering his chicken or whatever. And she says, I'll have the lobster brisk and the uh, Muscovite duck, please. Uh, and I felt like I've added here, she might as well have gone, could you bring it over with some caviar, some truffles, some silver, <laughs> heart of the ocean, please? <laughs> but when she leaves to the bathroom, he like, he cancels his order. He's like, oh, I'll just have the salad or something. I'm like, oh, Dan, come on. Like, don't, people shouldn't plan dates that they can't afford if that makes sense like or, that makes sense i do you know what uh, going back to the ritz i know why you wouldn't have liked it because posh restaurants give very small portions and you marissa are not a oh, small portion girl my <laughs> i am not a small portion girl i don't know a girl who is a small portion girl <laughs> i can imagine the food arriving you being like sorry where's the appear, rest you appear to have left the rest of, of my food in the kitchen yeah i'll be like oh a second starter where's the bread like <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh gosh but yeah she orders a lobster in the dark he cancels his order and do you know what serena doesn't look like she's having a very good time either and she is my poor little rich kid of the week again all that money and designer clothes poor little rich kid all alone poor little rich kid oh she's poor little rich kid fair enough Honestly, she feels like she's moaning all the way through this. Oh, I wish I knew where he was taking me. Oh, I'm wearing the wrong outfit. Oh, I hate living in a hotel. It's, it's, it's awful. I don't like it. Poor me. Poor me in this lovely restaurant because Dan doesn't understand me. Oh, no, I didn't get to have the Vespa. Oh, it's just, oh, God. It's just, <laughs> you know, you can have the Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was a limo and not a Vespa. Um, honestly, I just thought, I can't. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Poor she probably went to cry in the bathroom about it. That's where I think she went. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> what she did. She went to cry in the bathroom about her misfortune. When, the, when his tiny little mane does come, <laughs> and yeah. Serena's like, are you sure you don't want any mine? Your entree was so small. I know. Does, does Dan ask for the bill? Dan asks for the check, yeah, and the guy stands there awkwardly, and Serena's like, oh, I already took care of it. It's fine. And I did think to myself, mm, uh, bad form. <laughs> Or do you think, because I always, I don't know, actually, it's a bit of an alpha move, isn't it? Well, it's just that it's not very, it's not a very polite thing to do. Mm. She's doing it out of pity as well. I think she, she obviously knows that he can't afford a place like this. And she's like, well, yeah, she says I put it on my mum's card. It's like, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, I do just think, I don't know. I just think it's one thing to like, do, like to offer to pay half or to just say, you know what? I had the lobster and I had the, you know, the duck. And the heart yeah, of the yeah, action yeah. and the caviar and the truffles. And um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I'll pay for that. Um, yeah, and actually, then if, he, and then if he isn't cool with that and insists and insists and insists, I mean, I don't like that anyway. I get a bit annoyed with men do that anyway because I just think, like, come on, we can't, we can't have equality for men and women and still expect the man to pay for everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that as well. It's nice to, like, offer to go halves, offer to pay for your food, like, especially if you've seen him not eat anything. So I do get why she did it. I just don't, mm. I just don't, you don't, like, it was just shady to do it before. Yeah. I, I also think that people should um, split the bill on first dates, especially because, you know, first date, it can go either way. So if you're not really into the person, I, I would feel bad if somebody had paid for me and I'd be like oh I'm I don't really intend to see them again but I feel mm. bad they've taken me out for dinner or vice versa I'm just like oh I'm never going to see that person again and I paid for all their drinks or something like that so that's why I think first dates just split it much better yeah absolutely and Danny's offended and he's like I can pay it's not like I don't have the money um and, she, and you know he's been saving says, all his pennies in his teenage ninja mutant turtle piggy bank <laughs> he's got serena, the coins serena i've been saving all my senses can you imagine if he since the you, first time i saw you in sixth grade to pay for this dinner can you imagine if he's like oh yeah can i have the bill please and the guy brings it over and he just brings out his his piggy bank and be like there <laughs> i really <laughs> was hoping that was gonna happen <laughs> excuse me one minute Ching! yep yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> anyway, Serena does make a good point. She went, look, I did really want a date with you, just not the date that you thought I wanted. So he kind of just loosens up and goes, screw it. Let's take yeah. you downtown. Loosens his tie. Let's uh, go downtown. 
and we're back. Yeah, let's have some shout outs. So thank you so much to everybody who's listened to episodes one to four so far and for following us on our socials, especially our Instagram at Upper East Podcasters. As of recording this episode, we have 105 followers on Instagram already. Whoop, 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 whoop. Proud of that. Yeah. And we are, of course, we're offering some shout outs to anybody who wants to uh, give some feedback or share the podcast on their Instagram with hashtag Upper East Podcasters and be sure to tag us. Um, So shout outs. Well, first of all, I'm going to say a massive shout out to um, Debs and M for listening to the podcast and sharing it. Um, they have been quite lovely fans of my music for some years, Marissa, and now they are fans oh. of the podcast, which is awesome. Yay. That's <laughs> nice. And I believe you're giving a shout out to somebody who left us some, a really lovely message on our Instagram. Yeah, like genuine feedback and positive feedback. Um, this is from Kate. She said, I literally love all of Anna's jingles, especially the Rufus one and Blair's Burn. So there you go, Anna. People Aww. liking your, people loving your little jingles. Oh, the jingles have been so much fun. She then went on to say, I'm hooked, caught up and waiting for the next episode. I'm really enjoying that you girls are addressing the hard stuff too and not glamorizing or dismissing blatant gaslighting and sexual assault, but also keeping it real and funny. I, a hard balance for sure. I am tempted to watch along and enjoy your summaries far too much. I mean, who doesn't love a woke millennial pointing out where things are, you know, things have gone wrong in society. The sexist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The answer to that is probably lots of people, but not our listeners. They like being challenged whilst watching Gossip Girl. A bit of lowbrow entertainment. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) The next scene. We are at the sleepover. We're at Blair's sleepover and poor little Jay, bless her. She turns up, doesn't she, with a little pink unicorn looking sleeping bag. I don't know if there's a unicorn, but in my mind there's a unicorn on that. It's a close it's a hello kitty sleeping bag is it yeah very close yeah i know but you know what she turns up and i know she's like well i mean jenny turns up for what is essentially she thinks is a sleepover but it doesn't look it doesn't exactly look like a fun sleepover blair's kind of like you know let the games begin and we have an outfit montage yay Yay! honestly i live for outfit montages and i know i'm not alone so if anybody else out there lives for an outfit montage Come say hey. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that the first dress she tries on, she goes, to Beyonce. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't that's, think there's such a thing. There's no I such know. thing as to Beyonce. I, I, yes, I agree. That's actually my, um, my Blair Burn for the week. You just got burned. You just got burned. The Blair Waldorf Well, she's like to Beyonce, to Mary Kate, to Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana, I get because you know you don't want to. Hannah Montana was meant to be eleven years. Bit of trivia. Oh yes, yes. So when Blair comes, and I and I have to actually have to do a shout out to whoever runs GossipGirl.Fandom.com because it's amazing. It literally goes through trivia in each episode, and Mm -hmm. for this one. It does state that when Blair comments that Jenny's outfit is to Hannah Montana, it could be a reference to the fact that Taylor uh, Momsen, who plays little Jay, was almost chosen to play the character (gasps) Hannah Montana over Miley Cyrus. Did you know that? No, I did not. Wow. Imagine how different both. If you think those of you who are diehard Gossip Girl fans and know a little bit about Taylor Monson and her career and, of course, Miley Cyrus's career, can you imagine how different their paths may have gone? I know. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. We'd have no wrecking ball. Maybe Miley would have created Pretty Reckless and, you know, Taylor Monson would have murdered Hannah Montana and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah so so your Blair Waldorf burn is to Beyonce to Mary Kate to Hannah Montana the Blair mm-hmm. Waldorf burn yes the Blair Waldorf burn my Blair Waldorf burn is coming up too and okay. we'll get to, that, get to that in a minute but she picks the yellow dress which well Blair picks the yellow dress for Jenny which I do think 
you know, we'll talk about in the fashion watch, I'm sure. We will. <laughs> uh, she kind of says, oh, it isn't comfortable, doesn't she? She says, it's not very mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. Fashion knows not of comfort. All that matters is the face you show the world. I think she's. Actually, I think Blair is actually quoting her mum. She's like, oh, my mum says fashion not knows of comfort or whatever. And I'm like, if you want to wear a cute little yellow dress and you're comfortable in it and you think you look nice, wear it. If you think you look nice in tracksuit bottoms, wear it. Yeah, that is some bad advice, isn't it? Mm. Fashion knows not of comfort. All that matters is the face you show the world. That's, that's my best worst advice. Straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite, it's the best worst advice of the week. It's the best worst advice of the week. Not nah. about that. Not having it. Not having it. Well, this is where my Blair Ward of Burn comes in because she kind of okay. starts really peer pressuring her to drink. She says, oh, it's a gin martini, the way it should be or something. And peer pressures her into drinking. And she actually says to Jenny, it's a party, Jenny. So either swallow that or swipe your Metro card back home. Oh, yeah, that's Blair Waldorf burned. (laughs) I can't believe that they're forcing her to drink. Okay, it's Blair Waldorf. I guess, but... She's 14 as well. We learned she's 14, which is like seven years below the drinking age in America. Yeah, that is actually... Well, you know what? It's so weird. I think that's the average drinking age in the UK, isn't it? (laughs) 14? Yeah, the average drinking... I think most most teenagers start drinking when they're like 14, 15 here. Maybe, but... Yeah, I do feel sorry for people in America. You've got to wait till 21. I mean, God, mm. by 21, most of us have a, a legit drinking problem here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, Brits, we do love our drink, don't we? She says, sipping a, sipping a beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm sipping my, my Prosecco. I like, um, I like these little beer cans. Sorry, go on. Truth or dare begins. Little Jay's all excited. She's like, once I had to eat an entire bag of marshmallows. <laughs> Oh my God, that reminded me of a story at uni. One of the forfeits, my friend Kirsty, she had to eat an entire jar of Marmite. <laughs> well, why? Why didn't she just not drinking, do it? It's a drinking forfeit. Right, but you know me, Marissa, right? I would, this is one of the reasons why I was bullied all the way through school because I would never ever succumb to peer pressure. So if I was in a little Same. situation, I would always be like, well, I'm not doing it. And do you remember when I came to visit you at your dorm when you were at, when you were at college? and In uni? Oh, yeah, I do. And you had to drink... You should drink some dirty pint or something like that. No, and it, was a keg, it. it was a funnel keg thing. And they were like, oh, ha, ha, you've got a drink. And so they did it. And I just went, no, I don't want to. And you could see the whole table were like, but you have to. And I looked around quite confidently for an 18-year-old and went, no, I don't. I'm yeah, like, I know. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. You can't peer pressure me into doing anything I don't want to do either. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there, sister. <laughs> yes. And let that be a lesson to any young people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't want to do something. You don't have to do it. Uh, anyway now we have a drinking problem cheers 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 (laughs) Um, truth or dare begins uh, she kind of says i think i'm gonna go with truth as she sees people making out two girls making out uh, for the day oh no it's it's set up like a porno i know there's a lot of porno it's like we do things differently here and like you know i had to eat entire yeah that's it i had to eat entire bag of marshmallows so cute and naive and then suddenly cut to two girls necking and jenny's like oh Oh, I'll I'll just take the truth then. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Necking. I've not heard that phrase for so long. It's but they don't common, say, in America, it? you don't say, I don't think they say necking or snogging because that's what I always remembered it being called a snog, which is a oh, horrible yeah. word, actually. It's, it's not a nice word, is it? Give, give us a snog. Give us a snog. <laughs> All right, the next scene rufus calls his wife oh my god right this i have to give my rufus a river moment right now yeah go for it heart went out to him go for it i love you call me straight away after calling your wife (laughs) (laughs) it's heartbreaking he calls her up because he says i'll give her a ring before i go around and deliver the check he thinks oh it must be a wrong number because a man answers a man a mysterious i'm and i'm guessing quite a handsome man answers Oh, okay. I don't, he doesn't have a very handsome name. No, Ale- Alexander Bancroft. Really? I think that sounds like a handsome man name. It's, do you know what's funny about that is? The writer's obviously been like, <laughs> I've obviously gone, well, we've got to give this guy a name. And I always think, 
little little details like that i can't imagine going let's call him uh why about we call him um, alexander bancroft you'd just be like just call him john smith and be done with it <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> anyway he calls back doesn't he again because he's like i must have got the wrong number he's like you know I'm, I'm looking for alison humphrey and he's like oh you know she's just got out of the shower oh it's so heartbreaking yeah. and then he goes al doesn't he oh yeah al yeah that's oh, really heartbreaking oh, Rufus. Rufus, me a river. Rufus, me a river. I'll Rufus, me a river. Rufus, me a river. Anyway, we flip back to the sleepover. Peer pressure is continuing for little Jay. I feel like I, need, yes. I should probably get a jingle for little Jay. What do we reckon? A jingle for little Jay next week? Yeah, give Jenny a little, give Jenny a jingle. Mm-hmm. okay cool well i might i'll think about it for next week hold hold yeah that thought but yeah we'll she's do. still being peer pressured they're playing truth or dare jenny gets a text that blair then steals her phone and reads thank god for password protected phones these days like that would never happen I now know. she honestly she grabs her phone and just starts reading her messages that is such an invasion of privacy i would never ever do that to anybody i love you marissa <laughs> but that is like the very least problem that's happening with this entire episode well yeah blair somehow forces jenny to do a dare and the dare is to break eric out of jail sorry not jail break him out of the ostroff center well they call it a jailbreak don't they that's why that's it a jailbreak yeah do or yeah. die little jay uh, i quite liked the jailbreak scene i thought it was kind of awesome i'm gonna put it out there i really liked it i thought it was a really good dare didn't hurt little jay didn't hurt eric he needed to get out for the night let his hair down i was all i know for it. i yeah i guess but um we get i guess we we're, we're going to talk about what is probably quite <laughs> what is the problem <laughs> maybe quite insulting to some people is that well, when blair's when blair blair... Ends up playing the character of someone who needs to be in rehab yeah She's just, just like me pre- on a Friday night, lips and, uh, <laughs> me on a Monday morning. Well, she's <laughs> she's just pretending to just be crazy to distract the nurse, and I don't know. I'm just I'm not really sure how I feel about that. You know, like people with their oh, genuine problems. I didn't get that. I thought she was more pretending to have a drink. Drug. Oh, I don't know. Whatever problem she was pretending to have, she was. Yeah, oh, she right. was listing all these drugs, wasn't she? Like, what you know? The nurse was like, "What have you taken?" And she was like, <laughs> "Oh, lithium and." And oh, Pam. all the pams all the pams <laughs> love me a pam yeah those ones but i was like mm, i don't know i'm not really sure also as a i would like to think as a medical professional you can kind of tell when someone's faking it like like I in the way that blair was yeah 100%. because she's just be like, really overacting every single drunk person rolling in here go away like yeah yeah absolutely. anyway she she distracts the receptionist to go off they steal eric out and she just she does say to eric she's like i figured i owed you one i heard you were bored i figured i owed you one which i quite liked it i don't know yeah i did too i did too Mm. um lily finds out almost immediately i don't think he's gone more than five minutes so picture this (laughs) you're enjoying your friday night you're kicking back a little glass of wine your son's in rehab You're thinking, oh, I've got my last shopping for the day. Somebody calls and they go, your son has escaped from the asylum. And you're, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What, what happened? Well, he was with someone. She was young. She was blonde. She was beautiful. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I don't give a shit about that. What happened? Yeah, no, <laughs> where is he? Why did you let him out? Yeah. I love uh, the yeah. fact that you obviously found the woman attractive who burst, burst him out. But could we get to the point? I love that. She was like, yeah, that's his sister. And I thought. Mm, okay yeah she thinks it's yeah she thinks it's um serena so naturally she would think it's serena but it's obviously it was it wasn't but she calls serena but obviously she's left her phone at home serena's always losing and leaving her phone about like what 17 year old girl does that and doesn't i know well one that is i guess she can yeah replace it very easily because i don't know i remember at her age my mom was like if you lose it you're not getting another one i was like okay (laughs) oh gosh but yeah, she, she realises Serena's left her phone, so she calls Rufus because she yeah, thinks... Yeah, <laughs> I love her tactic she, here. Her tactic she thinks that Rufus will, Rufus will know Dan's number. Yeah, but well, she's, she's not telling him the truth, is she? So he's like, he's just writing it off immediately. He's like, oh, they're just kids, like, leave her alone. Well, he answers the phone and says, 
this better not be my wife. And she goes, Rufus, do you always answer the phone like that? Oh, yeah, that is quite funny, actually. <laughs> Every single time answering your phone, this better not be my wife. <laughs> he, he ignores her request to... I thought he won quite big dad points, though, because he was kind of like, look, I trust them. You should Yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't know why she's so hell-bent on lying and, like, protecting her reputation more than the safety of her own son. But anyway... Anyway, they're in the club. So, yeah, we're back they're to... They're in the um, club, bottle full of bars. My man got what you need. <laughs> we find out that Eric has been taken to the club by Blair yes. and Jenny and the other minions. Well, and what sleepover goes on? A, that's, a, that's, you know, that's not a sleepover. No, that's a night out. That's not, it not, is a night yeah. out. It's a night out out. Ow, ow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Blair gets chatted up by someone on her way back from the bar. And I actually really, really loved her comeback to his cheesy chat up line, which is something like, do you want to go get lost in the closet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, well, my usual rule is never say never. But for you, I'll make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> She's always got a comeback, hasn't she? But Love it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, really good. Little Jay, so I did my dare. I bu- I bust Eric out. Now it's your turn. I want you to go and kiss him and, and mean it. Oh yeah, I know. And she does. Which I think I think this is really strange because Blair is really unforgiving of Nate, or not just Nate, but more Serena for cheating. And is this not cheating? Oh my god, I didn't even think about this. You're right. Yeah, I mean, she just cheats on Nate. Yeah, she just makes it. I mean, obviously, it depends on what your definition of cheating is. But I mean, in my book, I'm pretty sure like necking, snogging, making out out. with someone else is cheating. Is cheating. I know. So it seems like, you know, one rule for Nate, one rule for for Blair, but whatever. So she's she's necking him. Mm -hmm. She's necking him. (laughs) And she she steals his phone, doesn't she? Because Blair is somehow a master pickpocketer as well. Yeah, she dares Jenny to call his girlfriend because he let slip. Oh, I hope Amanda doesn't fall out. She's my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, so, God. So she does. She she calls her straight away, says, I'm Claire, Blair's alias. And uh, I just snogged. We're going to use that word that loads now for our We need to bring snogs back, definitely. It. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're bringing snog back. It's going to happen. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I think that's such a mean thing to do. Yeah. Like really horrible. Imagine having a night in and suddenly you just get a call from your boyfriend's number and it's not your boyfriend. It's some girl and she says that. Oh yeah, I don't know. I'd be not better to know than not, I guess. Just Mm, yeah, okay. I certainly wouldn't go down there, which is what she does, which we'll get to. I would, you know, Mm -hmm. I would just pack my shit, maybe cut up a few of his clothes and go. (laughs) Yeah, same, same, same. Anyway. We need to go back to the date, the lovely date that's going on with Serena and Dan. I'm sure nothing's going to interrupt them. Oh, if only. <laughs> but they're having that nice classic scene where he's teaching her how to play pool. And I always think that that's such a classic teen drama thing where he's teaching her how to play pool. And she's like, he's, he's like, you've got to hold, you got to hold the big stick like this. In fact, thinking about it, it's actually really, it's quite phallic, isn't it? That's, I was about to say, it's only a classic because it's so... You know what's the sex sexually charged? Maybe you know he's got to he's got to get behind her oh, to show so her. Oh, like that, Ben. Right yeah. I wonder how you know you know like in Put pool and snooker around tournaments. Around you know, in like real pool and snooker tournaments, is that how they learn? <laughs> Some big bloke. Is that the snooker that. coach? Is so that... you know, mate. Is how you want to do it. Is how you want to <laughs> hold the uh, snooker cue, uh, dude. What you're doing? You've come really close. Yeah. Anyway, bend oh. over. <laughs> get, get the angle right align it right oh yeah. there we go <laughs> um there's a really obvious moment where he should kiss her but then serena says there's something vibrating in your pocket and i really hope it's your phone i would have been like i hope that's a vibrator that we're gonna have some fun i would think so. like i'll be like i hope that's something you know fun not a phone oh god but yeah they nearly kissed but no it's interrupted again by their young siblings how dare they keep interrupting their, their well, unimportant date with their more serious issues like peer pressure and drinking underage yeah. and suicide how dare they i know well it's well it's it's rufus calling isn't it it's rufus calling down he somehow changed his mind rufus says have you seen eric and he says no that's not with me and they kind of say right well we need to go and we need to go and find that's them. it 
Um, I have I love this this is such a plot hole by the way because they do not say at any point I don't think how they know that they're in this club oh yeah of course they just turn up at this club and assume that he's going to be there unless I've missed a scene no you're right I don't think that they I don't think they are told they're in a club they just they just know know where to go which is nice well at the point Rufus hangs up right I've got a Lily turns up at the loft and I thought, right, oh. let's have it right. So with like, we're episode five, okay? Lily turns up at Rufus's flat, unannounced, again. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. Constantly. She so wants him inside of her. It's ridiculous. So first five episodes, right? One, she shows up at his gallery. Well, your son's taking my daughter out, meh. Two, she shows up in Brooklyn for a coffee. Please stop your son from taking my daughter out again episode three she helps him out to be fair with the old ivy's thing then four she buys his wife's art shows up at his gallery again to shout at him about it and now five at his home how does he know where he lives she wants him badly she's frothing at the gash mate she (laughs) (laughs) maybe cut that out might be a bit too vulgar oh i'm keeping it in um okay she's always she's always demanding something from him have you noticed that she doesn't just come around just to talk to him because at this point i'm like oh god just god's sake just be friends but she's always wanting something she wants dan's number um Mm -hmm. and he says look i realized i might have overstepped the mark before i didn't realize i probably wasn't understanding i've spoken to them they're gonna look for and she just kind of says all right well i'll wait here and she's like i'll pass on the glass of that non-premium liquor that you're drinking <laughs> but i will take something to eat thank you for offering i know she's so rude like she turns up at his house and announced and then she's like i will have some food and i will have some drink and you know chop chop treating him treating him like the help in his own home not on lil no it's it's really really not um yeah but then we go back to the club dan and serena turn up we don't know how they know but, at but the they're same there time, they turn up at the same time as this amanda character are you her are you claire and i'm like she just got to every woman randomly in that club are you claire are you claire are you claire Can you imagine if she bumped into a real claire and like yes i am she got punched <laughs> Um, but anyway, she finds the uh, drunk businessman, as he's known. He doesn't have a name, and starts yeah, shouting. Fair. He starts then shouting at Blair, um, and kind of grabs her. And Dan's kind of trying to be a hero, can let go of her. And but to be fair to Blair, like Amanda, this Amanda character is just main. Like I'm going to kill you. I'm like, what? Why? Like it's just have just sort your man out. Like just dump your boy. You dump him. <laughs> why focus on the girl? Like. You know, Serena tells her to back back off. Um, there's like a big kerfuffle, isn't there? Where it's just like you've got Dan, you've got Blair, you've got Serena, you've got Little Jay. They're all freaking arguing, yeah. and um, and anyway, Little Jay kind of says it was me who called, and like it's something to be proud of. Do you think? I I thought no. she was just like, yeah, it was me that called you. Like I was like, I would I would keep quiet if I were you. Like <laughs> Blair says, actually, I kissed him, but it was for a dare. And this Amanda girl says, are you what are you a child? And he says, yeah, she's fourteen. So we learn that she's fourteen. Yeah. And then I what I love about this bit is that the guy then turns to her and goes, I swear I had no idea, baby. Oh, that's okay then. It doesn't matter like that you didn't know or that oh, like like she's supposed to go. Oh, to be fair, my boyfriend did did stick his tongue down some girl's throat at the weekend but she he didn't know that she was 14 i know and to be fair, so... he then said oh yeah look at her she's jail bait <laughs> i don't know why she's from essex in my mind she is right now yeah we'll make them all from essex it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, dan then gets mad little jay's to be fair she says dan you're causing more problems than you're solving which i think is true because dan then just starts getting all macho trying to defend his little sister who's fully know, capable of doing it herself i know but she's 14 like she is a minor i feel like she does I don't know. Again, Dan, Dan isn't her dad, and and she, when he says our oh, only thing that's causing a problem is the cocktail napkin you're wearing, I was like, oh god, nice bit of victim blaming, slut shaming again. Like it's not that short, or I don't know. Anyway, that annoyed me. And then I've also put yeah. here because he he then starts a fight with this bloke, and I've put mm-hmm. two out of three dates, Serena, that you've been on with Dan, he's assaulted someone. <laughs> He started. You've never gotten. You have never gotten to the end of one date with this man without him punching somebody. (laughs) I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's Uh, so true. Misjudging you about something. 
uh, <laughs> it being interrupted. Uh, red flag, anyone? Yeah, <laughs> like red flag. Yeah, maybe leave uh, it. <laughs> Eric comes back from the loo or wherever he's been, going, "I told you I was okay," and they all get kicked out. Yeah. I have to say the Rufus and Lily scene next they are, they are playing what sounds like porn music as they're making the sauce and feeding each other Rufus's lovely sauce they're, they're behaving like a real you know like a real couple I'm like oh god just get together already or just shag at least just the, t- the sexual tension is you know palpable incredible between them <laughs> oh, Rufus he could cook for me any day of the week well she confides in Rufus about the fact she that does, she really opens up finally yeah, and I kind of feel like you learn why she wants to keep him there because she knows mm. that if he's there, he's safe. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, Dan calls, Eric's safe. Eric's fine. And Lily then, decides to stay for a dinner. I love that, that that's the, what the solution is. Like, oh, why don't you just, you know, stay here and eat? You know, we have been cooking together this entire evening. I'm like, basically a date, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Finally, at least someone had a good date. Well... It doesn't kind of end well, though, does it, their little date? No. Because no, the exactly. phone rings. Oh, yeah. It's it, his, well, it's his wife, but Lily answers. Hi, Alison. And you could see he's like, oh, no, I'm going to lose all moral high ground now. Yeah. <laughs> I love how she carries on as well. She's like, yes, it's Lily. I was like, I'd be like, get the fuck off the phone. Get off the phone. I'd be like, like putting my arm against my neck. She's going, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> well, the, um, the actual... Well, because Alison, his, Rufus's wife, hangs up, doesn't she? And it's, not, I'm like, it's the same situation, basically, the other way around. Yeah, but I'm like, why did she hang up, though? Like, she can't be annoyed at Rufus, mm. surely. They're divorced. She's clearly moved on. Why is he annoyed? They're not that? divorced. You keep saying they're divorced. <laughs> they're separated. Well, I'm sorry, but if someone's living apart and, you know, you're not in each other's lives, I consider that a divorce. I thought it was like a trial separation. Oh, I thought it was a divorce, but... Anyways, that's kind of where they end their storyline, really, don't they? They kind of say goodbye, and she says, thanks for being a good friend tonight, and I thought that was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> um, then we kind of go to the scene in the street, which does, like, reminiscent of, like, a random night out in Romford at the end where everyone's pouring out into the street. Oh, yeah, everyone bad. just congregates, don't they? They're all deciding who's going to go home with who. Yeah, they, they kind of, they're all kind of having a bit of an argument. You've got, like, mm. again, Serena and Dan kind of having a go at their siblings yeah serena is rightly annoyed at blair well um, I, I guess he's he does say eric says look i left with my own free will you got dan yeah. having a go at jenny this isn't who you are and she's like who are you my dad yeah um, well you know what i think she she does say something quite poignant for a 14 year old she says i know who blair and those girls are but i also know who i am and that's not going to change and then, of course, Dan lets her go off with Blair and we kind of have like a coming of little Jay scene, don't we? I know. I like I like this scene. This is um, so Blair makes Jenny do another dare, which mm. is to steal a jacket off a mannequin at her mum's store. And um, of course, the alarm goes off the second they go in. Yeah, they peg it and they like they leave her trapped. The police kind of turn up and it's awesome because... She says that yeah, she's very there. clever and um, gives Blair's details instead and like, yeah, just tricks the policeman saying, you know, like, oh, well, I've got a set of keys and it was an accident. And, you know, you can you can no need to tell my mom, you know, you can watch me lock up. And uh, yeah, yeah, and, um, very, she well, is quite smart, I think. And she turns up at Blair's sleepover she kind of walks in you see Blair walk up and just came to give the keys back <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm gonna keep the jacket though just so you know yeah I'm going home mm-hmm. um, which I thought was was quite good but I'm gonna keep the jacket if that's okay with you lunch on the steps yeah and you can you can just tell that Blair is is like mad and impressed at the same time yeah she's really yeah she's she's, kind of... she's like all right okay yeah you've you've sort of you know you've earned it basically haven't you so yeah lunch on the steps and i have quote little j aka a monster is born <laughs> she's a bit of a weapon isn't she now <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah i think so um and of course serena and dan walk eric home and uh they have a little special moment don't they they kiss oh my god they finally 
kiss. It's finally happened. Oh, seal the deal. Yep, he's finally sealed the deal. It's a good first kiss as well, like, you know. Well, it's a teenage first kiss, isn't it, on TV. So it's got to be romantic and it's got to be, you know. And unrealistic. Unrealistic and passionate. There's no clunking of teeth. I know, I know. There's no, no, like. biting of the tongue. I know. (laughs) Why did, what what are you doing what are you doing to these poor men <laughs> i mean your first kiss you know like there's no washing machine tongue hanging out the side oh there's no there's no python the tongue darting in and out I remember one of my best mates, uh, one of one of my mates, James, who you know, when he once saw me kissing a guy in a club, he said to me, he said it, it looked like it, it looked like it was a seal on a grape. <laughs> And I was like, which one am I? Am I the seal or am I the grape? He's like, I don't I, know which I, one's worse. What one do you want to be? <laughs> well, I'll let you figure that out for yourself. <laughs> I once, oh my God, we was out clubbing and my friend Kirsty, she was, she was necking this guy. And, and I was like, oh, I should probably intervene. And, but then I thought best. And she was like, why didn't you stop me? And I was just like, well, I would have. But have you ever tried to stop a cobra eating an egg? <laughs> also another good thing that happens is lily turns up at the ostrov center yes and says to eric like you can come home like actually come home and i was just like oh hallelujah finally so yeah so that's the final kind of scene isn't it it's the the kiss and the lonely boy embracing s and they walk off into the into the new york skyline together yes that kind of wraps it up it's a happy ending it's a good ending i think this week lots of good things happen yes i think so too um should we uh do a little bit of fashion I think we need to wrap this whole episode up with a bit of a fashion watch. Um, The best dressed and the worst worn clothes of the episode. Shall I play the jingle? Yes, please. Headbands by Armani, paintings all by Mirakami, Dolce and Cabana, dresses all the white types I've been missing, kissing in designer stockings, upper east podcasters, mocking all the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode. Um, we're going to start off with worst outfit of the week, which is uh, Serena's first date dress. Okay. Oh, interesting. I mean, I know she was a bit underdressed in the first place and then she I was like and she changes into into that <laughs> it does so, look a bit like a black christmas tree it's it's a black just above the knee uh, scoop neck dress with three quarter length sleeves and like gold or brass beading going down it from from the center mm-hmm. and it just oh honestly it just looks like something out of peacocks it just looks <laughs> really boring Peacocks is a high street store for anyone uh, not in the UK listening to this. Um, yes, thank you. Yes. It's quite naughty's dress. Um, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. There are pictures of this outfit. If you're not watching along with us and you cannot remember this outfit, do go along straight away now to our Instagram at Upper East Podcasters, where you will see Marissa has shared the outfits for episode five. Yes. So you can see what, exactly what I'm talking about. And I also do a little um, fashion voting whether you like the outfit or not. So, But yeah, ultimately, you're right you get the final say uh yeah basically i'm in charge like rupaul (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly like rupaul (laughs) ultimately the decision is mine yeah so that's one of your is it one of your worst outfits or is that the worst outfit of the week no that's the worst outfit i didn't i didn't notice any others oh you didn't like um dan's suit did you i just can't believe that dan's suit didn't get mentioned i hated dan's suit so much so what was your best outfit of the week uh, my best outfit was actually Jenny's strapless yellow dress. I really oh, liked it. Oh, did you know? I did. I thought it was like really, it was very accurate for the time. Like I would definitely have worn or wanted to have worn a dress like mm-hmm. that. Um, also, I tell you what else makes it is the coat. Oh, it looks amazing. It's the black and gold leaf Peter Pan collar coat with matching gold buttons as well. It looks, it looks like, you know, like a statement coat. That coat that you're saying is like the, well, the best outfit with the dress is actually different, of course, to the jacket that she steals from Eleanor. And I really like the jacket that she steals from Eleanor as well, because it's like a short little sparkly number. Like a, 
like a trophy um short coats are called trophy jackets i think yeah it's like a little trophy jacket yeah exactly yeah. um but yeah that long beautiful gold i know the, exactly what one you mean that was lovely it looks really expensive love a statement well. jacket <laughs> I know what you mean about those dresses as well. It almost feels like those dresses, like the noughties, especially the late noughties, it was, it was just, it was a lot of dresses that could have been worn to prom. Yeah, and they were really, they were short and they were strapless and they, they were, were like, tight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, that wraps us up for episode five of Daredevil. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, and massive shout out to everybody who's followed us on Instagram at Upper East Podcasters, who's listened on Podbean. We are available everywhere now. We're on Spotify. We are on Google Play. We should be up and running on Amazon as well. So, Mm -hmm. And if anybody would uh, like to leave a review for us on iTunes as well, it really helps us with the rankings. Yes, please do. Yeah, leave a comment and a review on iTunes. Uh, if you aren't with Apple, then do so on Google Play, do so on Podbean. That really does help us out. Click follow on the old Spotify. And if you share it on your socials, we will give you a little shout out yes. in one of these mm. season one episodes. So thank you so much again for listening. Next week, we will be back with episode six, which is The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, exciting. I don't know what's going to happen. I love recapping all these because I genuinely cannot remember any of these episodes. No, me neither. Like, I've, I've, like I said, I've, I've watched it once before, but I can't remember everything. So I feel like I'm watching it again for the first, yeah. for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. So as always, you know you love to hate it. And hate to love it. XOXO. XOXO.